Welcome back to Sis Adventist Trivia, the podcast where we don't know our lines even though we don't have any. This is Brent. This is a podcast that we're making. <laughs> and he doesn't know his line. <laughs> I don't know my line. Yeah. <laughs> this is our second take. Just... We got a short one for you tonight. <laughs> uh, well, wait, 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 the curse is lifted, right? I think so. Okay. Okay. Does yeah. it really matter, though? I mean, I mean it kind of does. Because our loved Nothing ones. Watch. Well, <laughs> okay, thanks, Michi. Because it's more like we. Our loved ones tend to get rambly, right? Well, that's Jaython's fault. So. <laughs> How was that Jaython's fault? I don't know. Yeah, I'm like the least rambly. I don't know about that. Most of the time. I would say that you are the most rambly and the most, like, just non-talking or uh, unstopping not talking all the time just saying weird things like you're the worst so in other words all right i still like you it wow that was intense uh, so in other words you're saying he's the juggernaut bitch i'm not yeah <laughs> okay. female dog sure so no bitch you know the line i'm the juggernaut bitch. yeah line. okay all right I'm just, I'm do you know what a, you. do you know what a juggernaut is i know what a juggernaut is it's like you know what a juggernaut yeah, is yeah it's like unstoppable force Right, exactly. So that's why I said I was making the like joke. Like those goddamn taco demons. What? No, taco demons. I'm never playing Doom with you ever Cacodemon. again. Taco demon. Taco demon. Thank you. No, he's he's got me saying taco. No, it's caco demon. Not taco demon. Taco demon. No, that's what comes out of you when you go to Taco Bell. True. <laughs> so true. That's when you perform a taco exorcism. Afterwards, in that's the bathroom. Usually, well, it's usually a lot of, oh fuck, oh fuck. Right. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so since we, so if you're still with us, we <laughs> really applaud your, uh, your tenacity, your loyalty, your dedication, and also, hey, shout out to Amir. Yeah, yeah. So tonight we are talking about QoS and its its various ways of implementing it. Quails on slates. Quality of service, Jathan. Not quite quails. Quiche on ship. <laughs> I hate this so much. Okay, no. Quality of service. Which, well, you know, we'll obviously, once we get to the main segment, we'll talk more about exactly what it is. But it is, sure. in short, Someday. a way of, I guess we could say, artificially manipulating your traffic's speeds for certain protocols in order to make space in your bandwidth allotment on your throughput for more important protocols. Is that, can anyone, everyone agree on that? Would you say that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yep. Yep, yep. Cool. Jathan, are you down with that? I'm down with the sickness. Are you down right. with OPP? I was about to say, are you, are you down with the sickness? Never give up. You're fucking down with the sickness. Are you down with OPP? Alright, but are you disturbed though? Are we? <laughs> I'm definitely disturbed. We're already... We, we knew that. We are already we off the rails. Guys, what are you drinking? It's funny because somebody recently said, We're like, oh, I wish... off the rails on a crazy train? I wish uh, there were more deep dive podcasts like yours. Like, <laughs> all, we've, all we dove off of is the fucking deep end. That's, <laughs> if that's what you mean by deep dive, you're that was, welcome. That by was the, the guy, way... No, by wait, the way, that was were... the guy from the Admin Admin podcast, right? Yeah, who's yeah. super cool and, and right. knows stuff so that listen, I don't know. So admin, admin guy, we really appreciate your comment. And we will take it seriously, and we will do more deep dive stuff. Will we? We promise. We'll, sure, why not? We'll try. Are we? I, I oh, would, sure, I would, why not? That would wait to make promises. Yeah, no, we... Listen, whatever we say on the air is fine, <laughs> you know. I mean, 
politicians agree with that all the time. So, right. you know, whatever. We can say whatever we want on the air. I, well, it doesn't really matter. Well, I don't know about that. We also don't have huge legal and PR teams working for us, so. That's that's true. We Not don't. yet. We just have J-Thon's <laughs> But if you want to be our big legal team. Go somewhere else because we can't afford you? Or make a donation. Okay. okay. We could do a dream team like. Uh, yeah, pro bono. Uh, what's his face? You know, pro bono? Uh, OJ Simpson, you know. Yeah. Big dream team. Okay, yeah, so we have thread. plugged the Admin Admin podcast in the past, and they've plugged us, so, you know, thanks, guys. Go listen to them, and then listen to us. Yeah, we do we have better. some things in the pipeline that may be exciting when it comes to them, but mm-hmm. we're still waiting to hear back about that. But yeah, like I said, Admin Admin podcast, we'll link to them in the show notes. I think, man, we, Jathan, when did we last mention them? It was, I think it was before Paid Enjoyed. I think it was season zero, right? No, we mentioned them sooner than, more recently than that. Are you sure you about sure? that? Yeah. We might have been like, oh yeah, we listened to those guys or whatever. No, we actually like mentioned. No, them. I explicitly gave them a, a, a shout out, but I can't. Remember. I feel like it was a long time ago. I don't know. Right, well, that was anyway, that we'll figure it out. We'll, anyway, we'll put it in anyway. the show notes. right, guys. What are you what, drinking? What are we drinking? What are you drinking? Oh, I'm supposed to go. Yeah. Yes, Jason, you are always first in the drinking segment. Because I know, and I like it that way. <laughs> so I have a then question. Why do you Last... ask for the order every time? Oh, I'm going. Oh, is it my turn? I wasn't sure. Last, yeah. I only do this, you know, every other week. You know, I know. Last episode, I went on a small like diatribe about Mick Ultra. <laughs> you mean water? Well, did I explain why I was? Did I explain about the blind beer tasting thing? Yes. Yeah. You told us oh, you were okay. reading yeah. the literature for Mick Ultra. Yeah. So I'm <laughs> still. Yeah. I mean, you okay. went right. nonstop on it. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah. I'm it's still like going there. through beers that I had for the tasting. So tonight mm-hmm. I happen to be drinking a Labatt Blue Light. Oh, hey, Labatt, that's pretty good. Yeah, I like Labatt. Well, like not Labatt. so much Labatt Blue Light. Oh. Which, when I was drunk after the beer yeah. tasting, I just kept calling Labatt. Labatt, <laughs> well, that's, you know. Labatt. Blatt, so. Blatt. Yeah. yeah, I have never had their light offering. I've had, you know, regular old Labatt, but I've never had their light beer. So I, you know what? I feel like all light beers are pretty gross, though. That's not true. Megalob Ultra is... Maybe I'm just Basically a fat Basically the kid greatest thing I've ever tasted. Uh, no. I, I, don't know. I don't know about that. Payton. Miller Light's pretty good. Payton. Yeah. What are you drinking? Please tell us before Jathan talks more about, uh, from his literature, <laughs> about <laughs> Labatt. Or Labatt. I am drinking water, a.k.a. Coors Light. Okay. Cool. So tonight I have something special. So I got married Ooh, last week. Yes. And we have yes. some wine. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Now, did you take her last name, or did she take your last name? She's taking my last name. Okay, all right. Still, you know, still working through the piles of paperwork it takes, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. to change last names, but like... Yeah, is, she on the, is she on the deed to the house? Not yet. Oh, okay. There's so many papers. These are very personal questions. They are. Now, you live at one, two, three, four... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <He's> kidding. <laughs> Although, I'm pretty sure deeds are public information, I think. They are, yeah. yes. Okay. I mean, I could definitely you find where you live. Thing out, but... I've told well, you where I you live. You know where he lives because he's giving you the address, yeah, you moron. You, you dumb fuck. <laughs> okay. Anyways, point Welcome being... Welcome to Abuse Administrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm going to go start petitioning other podcasts. Like, I really want to keep doing this podcast thing, but they're mean to me, so can you guys adopt me? <laughs> Welcome to Shit Administrative. Maybe the Admin Admin podcast will have me and I'll be no, you're, accepted. you're not allowed because you're not English. You need a British accent or an English accent to you be need on a the British podcast, accent to be on that podcast. Weren't we called out on one of those British uh, shows about our three hour, the first three hour show we had? They're like, 
It's fucking three hours. Buddy. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> Who was that? There was some. I think it was some Australian guy, and I thought he was British or the other way around or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's what these are all riveting fucking tales. And I, anyway, gave, I gave the wrong anyway. time difference, the, the wrong UTC so, offset. Okay. Anyways, right. What are you drinking? So I have I have hand. two wines. They're not in hand uh-huh. because they're still in the bottles. But two wines. <laughs> It's kind of hard to drink from your hand, you know? You kind of have to make slurping sounds. <laughs> okay. okay. We call that the... Uh, <laughs> what do we call it, Jake? The Vat Sip. <laughs> no, we don't. Okay. We call that the Vat Guys, Sip? Guys, let, let me tell you Go what, what wine I'm drinking. Go I've ahead. got about one glass left of Campo Viejo Rioja. Rioja, sorry. Okay. It's a, a Tempranillo 2018. It's a red wine. Okay. Obviously, okay, by, the, okay. by the Rioja. Yeah, Rioja. Yep. And a Castello... Di Pozio. Ca- no, it's Italian. Okay, Castello. Yeah, okay, Castello right. del Pozio, and I'm hoping that's correct. It's a sweet red. And I've isn't. got about two glasses of that, maybe two and a half. Did you get these as wedding gifts? Yes. Or did you just buy them? Okay, yeah, right, cool. They were given to us. Cool, cool. Yeah, cool, cool. we kept it we kept kept it pretty simple. So one of the gifts I didn't was, get you a gift. Who all was okay. there? Because I know I wasn't. It was a very small thing, it was just family. Specifically, I'm just... not family at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a son together, apparently. So apparently, yeah, Jathan. Is that a? No, nope. okay. I, th- I thought that one of the bottles had a crack running down it, but no, it, it does not. Okay, so that is it's probably just a scene from the glass. Yeah, party. maybe. So that is what I am drinking tonight. Okay, cool. Great, story. that's fantastic. <laughs> cool story. Wine's bro. good, man. I mean, I you know I don't knock wine. That's why that's why people call winos when they drink wine because it it definitely gets you. Uh, more messed up depending than... on the wine oh especially if it's sure, fortified sure, wine sure sure. That'll... sure sure absolutely yeah but no yeah, oh, i mean i'm getting cheapo, it everywhere crapo you know whatever i need to i need to concentrate when pouring this wine apparently because i i have not guys I oh my god <laughs> it's been so long since i had wine i can't even pour it into a glass like did i don't forget to uh twist it at the end so right the, so that the so runoff the drip, goes back in yeah. the bottle yeah yep, yep, okay yep. come on man i knew that when Hayden, i was a teenager while i am yes. focusing I'm trying to you pour this wine. You want me to talk wine. about my turgid tip. tip? Yes. It's turgid. Are you ready for that little funk that's going to come out when I open up? Yeah, go for it. All right. So, I don't know if you guys are aware or not, but, and this is a little bit behind. You know, it's about five days old or so when we're recording this. On June 30th or so, F5 Networks identified a severe vulnerability. It was so bad that they said, stop what you're doing and patch this shit immediately. <laughs> you know, do not pass go. Do not p- collect $200. Patch your shit now. You know it's bad if a corporation does that. Correct. I won't go into the vulnerability We're uh, link necessarily. To it. We, we've got a link to it. Better Get a better understanding of it when you actually read it. Mm. But basically, it was an issue in the configuration utility. And that's it. So mm. it did achieve a rating of 10.0. Which is their absolute highest score? Oh, on CVE. So once again, yeah, yeah, CVE, CVSS V3 rating of ten point zero. Wow. Shit. So that's why they said stop what you're doing and patch right now. Right. That is probably remote arbitrary code execution with no escalation required. Its vulnerability is exploitable when network access to the TMUI is exposed via the big IP management port or self IPs. Mm. Again. You can read this on your own. That doesn't seem like a 10. That seems like an 8 to me. But I don't know the details. I think there was, well, there was two. There's two CVEs. And so oh, okay. the first one was a 10. And the second one was a 7.5. Okay. 
And I think together they you could execute JavaScript code under the same privilege as the current user. Mm. So it's pretty bad. Yeah, so that's a, that leads to a remote code execution. Yeah. So again, if you're using an F5 system and you've not patched, stop listening to the podcast. Go down on your patch. Switch to Nginx. Switch, right, switch <laughs> to Nginx first. And then, and then reboot your router. Or HAProxy. You know, whatever. Just, yeah. just go fucking fix your F5s are right now. Most F5s are load balancers. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. We'll be here. You can pause Oh, us. wait, shit. F5 bought Nginx. I forgot that. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyway, we'll give a brief pause just so you know when to pause. Pause now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we're back. Congratulations. You've updated your F5 networks. <laughs> that was fast. Good job, guys. But it was a pause. So you, you right, know. right, right. And that's been my meaty, turgid, <laughs> okay. hefty, musky tip. Okay. Good times. Okay, so. Can we just talk about how fucking scary that shit is? What? Having a fucking major, major fucking problem just appear oh. in the middle of the day. Hey, guess you know what? what's amazing? Fuck. Mm-hmm. Is. I sometimes, you know, I love working in an environment where most of my shit is not front facing. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, listen, listen. Oh my God. I'm telling you, man, I prefer a thousand percent all of my shit internally. Guys, I wonder if this has anything to do with the raid that happened with. No, yeah, yeah. But you know what? No, it doesn't. It did. Well, I mean, I think that was before F5 acquired Nginx, right? It was. Yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was. Never mind. Scratch all that. There goes all my paranoia. Paranoia? <laughs> well, you know, the there's a bill up to force backdoors and encryption. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's bullshit. Fucking people are fucking stupid. And I, I feel like we... Don't I'm trust trying, politicians. I feel like we have the I'm same argument every five was, years. There was a country that essentially banned, I think it was China? Probably. No, yeah, not, I mean, that sounds was, about hold right. On, hold on one second. They banned the ability to, I'm not sure if it was China or not, they banned the ability to install other OSs. So, like, if, <laughs> if your computer came with Windows, you had to keep Windows on it. That's so dumb. Which is like, right, exactly. But basically, uh, I, I, it wasn't China. It was something else. That seems like on, a business opportunity China. for but, us. What? For us? Because, you know... People, yeah, because people are like, oh, they want Linux. They can't buy a computer with Linux on it from anybody else. We should just sell them. But we're not, oh, we're not licensed OEM manufacturers Correct. for that country. I, mean, not that, I think that that's. I'm pretty sure there is no, verbiage. No, I'm pretty sure there's verbiage in the law that says it has to be from a licensed, state recognized. I manufacturer. think I saw that on Reddit. I'll have to look it up and see if I can find it. Because otherwise, you could just like pay your neighbor five bucks or whatever the local currency is, and be like, "Hey, install this for me." Boom, you know, like done. Like, so I don't, I don't think it's that. But all right, well, if you're gonna be a baby, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not being a baby. I'm just saying it's you know. Also, just saying, Maxwell has started naming names. Oh, nice. Okay, so QoS. Oh. Russia has banned the sale of... Oh, wait, never mind. Oh, that was something different? It's from July... It's from November 2019. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, the other day, Jathan, out of the blue, as he always does, asked about... It wasn't out of the blue for me. Well, Jathan, you ask as... When you ask someone else, out of the blue means it is without no surrounding context between the two of you, which it was not. It's almost... When something asks someone something 
out of the blue. It's almost never out of the blue for the person asking because they've, they've been sometimes thinking it about is, it. Though. Especially if it's me. Well, all right. All right. You know, sometimes I just think of things and Fine. I don't really know why I thought of them or how. <laughs> Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. Yeah, meditation, not my friend. Well, right. Okay. You know. Fine. Okay, so Jason, that headspace guy he describes as like passing cars. No, fuck that. Oh it's like goddamn spaceships bonking into each other. Oh and shit. my gosh, Jason, why don't you tell us what led to asking about QoS in your brain? What led up to that? Ah, uh, yes. Well, you'll all remember that I had to build my own router because I told everybody that I would. <laughs> and you'll also remember that Brent fucked me. Mm-mm. And I no, had to get 19 really. different motherboards and return them and all this <laughs> other bullshit. I only had 19. to get one. There was, there was more than one. But anyway. There was Brent two. If you had actually done your research, instead of relying on someone else, you would have only had to buy one. Well, to be fair, we to both very... agreed that it was acceptable. But yeah, anyway. We both were. That was both of our bad. Anyway. So anyway. I built the router. Mm-hmm. My wireless performance in general and, and the router itself has been great. I have two issues. One of them is probably my fault, and the other one is something that I intend to resolve. Mm-hmm. So one of them is... You don't intend to resolve both? I don't know, man. Well, the, what, the what's, one, what's the one I'm issue that's to, yours? I don't know. It seems like it's almost exactly every 30 days I lose my DHCP lease to the outside world. Weird. To, so, uh, from your ISP, you mean? Yeah. That's weird. Mm, I would. That's probably really easy. Just call up... Who do you have? Comcast, right? Yeah. Call up Comcast. Be like, hey, I want to make sure you have the correct MAC address for my, you know, for my modem. Hey, is your IP address one six nine dot? Don't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so the whole thing is, the other issue I have is mm-hmm. when somebody on my network. There are only two of us living here, for the record. Mm-hmm. But when and and I say somebody because it's not usually me fucking myself here. <laughs> I mean, don't you do literally that, you do that every night anyway? But still, I wait. I thought you have. I thought you have Katie and another roommate. No, we moved. You keep forgetting that I moved. No, I do. But I thought you had another roommate at the new place. No, it's just us. Okay, never mind. I, unless you're talking about the cat. No, it was a human. Oh, okay. No, no humans. Anyway. Okay. So you're not you're not in a polyamorous relationship with somebody else. No, the cat? I'm definitely not with the cat. Not you are a furry. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. No, <laughs> you are you are a furry. No, no, no. So anyway, so uh, so <laughs> here's like, the thing know. that happened. We don't need to talk uh, about my furriness. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so what happens? That water's good. Is mm. when somebody starts uploading something, the entire network just goes to shit. Mm. And so if I watch in like a you know an MTR or something. I can see that it's happening, and I can see where in the network and everything else, but I don't have a way to really just easily fix it. So I wanted to start looking into QoS as a possible solution, although there's a couple of other things I want to rule out, too. Like, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that it's not literally, like, a bad cable between, like... But the thing is, in a speed test, I get, like, the expected results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so anyway, so I started asking Brent, like, hey, on your home network... Do you run any kind of like QoS, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in particular, like on my network, I have two, three computers that all back up to Borg. Mm-hmm. Or not two, but via Borg back up to a server. So you're the one giving the Borg all of our data. Yeah. No. And, well, no, two Borg is still correct because you run the Borg server component on the other hand. 
Yeah, true. Yeah. But anyway, so that is one of the events that will trigger this issue on my network. So if my laptop happens to be open at midnight and I'm also like sitting and playing a video game, all of a sudden my video game, I go to like, you know, 800 MS ping. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, well, Jesus Christ. So I rage and I shut the laptop, then my backups don't happen. It's just a whole fucking thing. (laughs) So I really need to just fix it so that this doesn't happen anymore. I don't actually know why it happens. I'm bad at networking. I do not ever proclaim to. That's okay. Yeah, it's okay because I'm good at everything else in my life. Well, no, that's I was the only thing. More so referring to because that's not your area of expertise. That's not what you need in your day to day so much. That's right. Yeah. But this is still applicable to you because you do network storage. So yes, this is, and this is yes. still relevant. Yes. So so this is why I was talking about QS. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, as of the time of this recording, it is July eighth, two thousand twenty, at seven forty three p.m. I'm in Colorado. I have not yet implemented a fix, mm-hmm. so that's that. So there's three things that are at play here. And I know when we talked about it the other night on IRC, I said two, but there's actually three. Well, ho- Because on, I, I forgot one of them. Yes. I have a question. Jathan, did you read the docs? <laughs> yes. So here's my it's, issue. It's, it's hard to find docs on this in terms of theory, to be fair. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, I just wanted to get the little inside joke in. Mm-hmm. The bigger yeah. thing is, you know, this is a home network. So I think that the types of rules that you would apply are probably drastically different than you would in an enterprise environment. And Not most necessarily. Of the... All right, no. shut the hell up. I'm finished. <laughs> okay. uh, <and> so <laughs> most of the examples and sort of case studies you find are people in environments with like hundreds of users versus like, I'm trying to fucking fix it for two of us. Right, right. So there's no... You can go now. Okay. So first off, there's no distinction between a corporate or professional network and a home network. No, that's a, no, that, not no, like no, no, the standard. Right? No, that is the false dichotomy by people like Linksys, now owned by Cisco, but Linksys, the higher end stuff like Aruba, Linksys, they all Cisco. they all want that division, but that's false. What the actual distinction is is well-designed networks and yeah. shitty networks. Uh-huh. That's the real distinction there. The, and, you know, the know, difference is shitty be... networks don't need to scale so, or are usually not implemented in places that need to scale. So you don't notice the problems as readily. Right. Yeah. And scale is a, you know, a different problem that doesn't happen right. for home users quite the same. Usually now, not. I mean, I was going to say for us it might. But yes, for the most part tonight, we're going to be talking generally about QoS, but we are probably going to be focusing on Wi-Fi. Right. We can. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's all kind of generally part of the same theory. But yeah, so let me get to my second main thing, the three things that are at play here for you specifically. The first, and I didn't mention this the other night because I totally forgot about it, but your most likely problem is queuing, in which case your upload is being prioritized over download. So that's going to bring it to shit. Your second, and this is also definitely going to be at play here, is because you're uploading huge backup sets over wireless so we talked uh, about that switch to cable that's going to help a ton well it's not an option for my laptops you don't have an ethernet well, jack uh, well yeah why, but why not but why not well because i'm I mean, not gonna the problem is i don't just you know at midnight all of a sudden like oh shit my backup's about to happen i better run into the office and plug in no i mean if i'm still up and working at midnight it just needs to happen in the background do you i mean you could just get a really long ethernet however yeah. as i did tell you even if I plug the laptop in, it still happens. Yeah, so that's probably queuing. But then the third one, 
And this is what I really kind of want to focus on, but we can definitely touch on queuing as well. The third one is probably you need QoS, quality of service. So how do you get away without it? I haven't needed it. Now that you have a wife, do you think you'll need it? No, because I don't think no, so. No, because I let me tell you. Okay, so I can tell you right now, I don't have QoS enabled here, and I've got far more traffic going over wireless than you do, mm-hmm. including streaming, heavy Because you've got kids with iPads and shit. I've got kids with iPads. I've got kids with Chromebooks doing schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we what are you using have... for a router? PFSense. No. Oh, oh that's no. right. You switched. No. I've, I've got... Uh, OPN sense? Oh, oh, oh. So that's the thing, though, is like any commercial router mm-hmm. has some kind of sane default. But, Whereas... okay, but let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. When I was on PFSense, I didn't have these issues either. Uh-huh. When I was on an Arch router, I didn't have these issues either. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've had a lot of people streaming and doing things, even from like a 150 meg so connection that's, up to a gig. Right. Now, so that's, that's, I don't have these issues. Well, that's the other component. Right. You don't run into, the issues aren't going to be as apparent for you because downloads are queued at a lower priority than uploads, typically. Sure, sure. So even with your Arch router when you were using it, uploads were queued higher, but because you were always downloading, you didn't notice a difference. You didn't try and upload, like, gigabytes to terabytes of data at a time yeah sure so they didn't conflict yeah i'm and almost 90 percent positive jathan your issue well no let me rephrase it 90 percent of your problem is probably queuing 10 percent probably is cable versus wi-fi because i mean we can literally so when we are done recording tonight mm-hmm. if i start r-syncing my raw mm-hmm. i can literally show you in real time this happening no i believe you I'm not doubting you, but I'm saying yeah, but like, I mean, this is... I'm telling you that when we're done with this episode, you should help me fix it. <laughs> okay, that's different. That is... <laughs> okay. uh, Come on, Dad, right. I just want to spend some time together. <laughs> I just want to spend some time, Dad. Why don't you love me anymore? Dad, I just... I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> okay. So... Okay. Primarily, like we wanted, I wanted to talk mostly about QoS and rate limiting because they're very, they go hand in hand. And we did kind of talk about them before briefly. I wanted to focus mostly on that because queuing is its totally other kind of thing going on. Really, we're going to talk about that another time. Yeah. Really, we probably should have talked about that when we were talking about like routing and firewalling, but it'll be fine. But yeah, it's all right. There's not really enough for it to make it its own topic, but we should shove it in somewhere. Is it like a kernel parameter you tune? Uh, you know, I can't recall. I think, I think you can do it with TC. I'm not 100% certain. Okay. I'd have to look it up. It's been a while since I did it on. on yeah, and TC is the Linux utility for traffic, traffic shaping. Yeah, traffic shaping. So basically, you know, speaking of, that is a, a key component of what you can use to implement QoS. Now, it's going to be a very simple QoS with TC, as we did mention the last time we talked about TC. But it is one way of doing it. Now, there is a standard for QoS. It is an IEEE standard. IEEE. Yes. It is IEEE. So 802.1e is the standard for QoS. And there's a wireless addition to the standard. I think in 2007 it was added. But, you know, it doesn't change much because it's it's Mac-based QoS, essentially. It's not very smart at all, but it is... It works, right? If you've got one client that tends to be more geared towards high traffic protocols it works fine 
there's modifications you can do on that, such as time-based 802.11e. And then there's something, t- there's totally different models, like, oh, what is it called? I think ARPG, AGPR, something like that, where it uses a more sort of, not dynamic, but stateful, we'll call it, a more stateful form of QoS, where it depends on the protocol, and it will apply a QoS per the protocol. But I feel like I'm jumping a little bit ahead of myself. I wanted to jump back a little and talk about theory of QoS, because this is, it's really hard to find resources on this, right? Jathan, you you would know. You looked... It actually, I mean, I mean, to confirm what you're saying, it, it's it finding stuff on QoS is difficult. You can find it. Mm. It's so random, but it's not. There's no good look cohesive thing. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the so best that I can is... say. I promise, <laughs> I'm not having a fucking stroke yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah. I am. Good. Stroke in my pants. No, uh, oh, I see what you did there. Okay. So the theory is, as we kind of hinted at in the intro of the topic, right? Uh It's designing some protocols or a specific protocol to lower in priority in favor of another one. So a good example, and Peyton, you might know about this, is uh, SIP. You almost always need QoS if you've got if you want to SIP. Fucking absolutely! Are you kidding me? That shit gets yeah. fucking lost. It's a very, very <laughs> greedy protocol, I guess we could say, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, typically you've got it high, high quality yep. voice with no compression. Usually, if you're doing, at least if you're doing a pots bridge, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'm it does to depend on the codec, right? But like, yeah, typically depending on the codec, depending on, and also like depending how old your PBX stuff is and all but that. It, yeah, it generally wasn't a good idea to compress it because right. then you kind of sound like robotic right you know right. and if you don't compress compress it and you don't have qos then you get like the jitters and stuff like I that i just wanted it's... to say that was actually us patching Payton in from a sip bridge <laughs> <laughs> that was just patch that was patch us patching patches we patched in patches we patched in patches that's the yeah. fucking sequel guys <laughs> patches <laughs> gets patched, patched in. in patches and then patched the patched in patches the third in the series is patches 3 the reckoning <laughs> patches for son he's of patches. All patched out. He's all patched out. I'll be patched. Patches five, the revenge. <laughs> what the fuck was we, were we talking about? Oh right, patches Sip. twenty Sip. now in three D. And VoIP in general, I guess. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to make sure it has a higher priority on your network. Now, it's kind of impossible to make your network faster for one protocol. So what you instead have to do is make everything else slower a little bit. And that's a gr- that's an oversimplification, and I know it, please don't write in. <laughs> but that's the basic theory here, is that in order to give more leeway to this typically greedy protocol, you need to lessen the amount of space allowed to be used by other protocols. That's like a highway. Like if you want to have a wide load truck coming through the other cars need to move over in their lane a little bit even though their lines you know even though they may have the full lane lines they're still not going to have enough room they're just going to collide with the truck and get it's it's three lane lines in india not three lane lines in california (laughs) right sure I've never been to India so I don't I I can't vouch for that the roads are very narrow got it that's the the common got it the roads are very narrow yeah but I mean, the same concept. It's, it's like that wide load, extra wide load truck thing, right? You need to make room for that. 
So the QoS is more or less that lead car saying wide load ahead. Only, you know, the other packets have to follow the instruction rather than just kind of like, eh, I guess I'll ignore it. Yeah, so that's the basic of QoS. Some other things you might want to QoS are if you have a very, I guess, status-sensitive protocol. So like file transfers, but for very important transactions, right? Like what? what's an example of that? Like, you mean using a standard protocol, but a very important data? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That'd be good. So, like, my rsync must complete or else. Right. Right. And it's still, not, of course, not going to guarantee that it's complete because you've got the two generals problem and all that nonsense that comes with networking. But if you want to give a better chance of it succeeding and succeeding quickly, because it's TCP, remember, if it's rsync. So it, it will complete unless there's some protocol error rather than, you know, transmission error. So it will complete, but if you want to have let it complete using more bandwidth, QoS would be the way to go. Now, you can yeah. also rate limit rsync, but that's typically if you want to give others more space more. on the highway, so to speak. Yeah. The other thing I kind of want to interject here, it's not directly related to the concept of QoS, but more mm-hmm. so the tools that you use to implement QoS, like mm. TC, mm-hmm. can absolutely be used to artificially simulate like network traffic and stuff like that. Even latency, yeah. Or latency, yeah, exactly. You can add, via TC, you can add like a, a intentional delay mm-hmm. for every packet that gets sent. So if you want to see how a, a service handles that kind of thing, you can do that artificially. That's a great way to test for runtime condi- or race conditions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I am glad that you mentioned it. Again, you know, not directly relevant, but definitely good info to have, especially considering TC is relevant to the conversation. Well, yeah, because the whole thing is once you learn about QoS and once you actually start to implement QoS, right. it gives you knowledge to also advance, you know, control over your network in a lot of other ways that like testing other types of things that are dependent on network connectivity. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. And I don't know, I think there's a lo- not a lot of resources about QoS because it's so hard to accurately predict what any given network will need in terms of it. Yeah, right. I was going to say, I mean, it's, well, it's definitely one of those things where, you know, like something happens, you're like, why does this happen? Mm-hmm. And yeah, mm-hmm. the finding the result is literally a needle in a haystack. Yeah. Like, you know, you're just like, what does this mean? And, it's, well, and it's, there are, there's always going to be an exception to sure. you can build the best sure. fucking wireless network ever. Like the episode, I don't remember which one, when I bashed on Hofstra University for not having <laughs> Wi-Fi. Right. For the fucking now that was a little bit different. It wasn't because they couldn't handle it, although supposedly mm-hmm. it was, but because they wanted to charge people. Fuck you. Yeah, of course. Yep. Fuck that. But that should be free. You know, even at well, CU, that, we but... have awesome networks. The people who manage the networks at CU in general, both wired and wireless networks. Hats off to you guys. We're not paid by CU, no. by the way. Nope. Well, well Jathan is, but not yeah, by the podcast. Say, I am, but anyway. But not related to the podcast, right? Yeah, but you know, there are times when there are things going on with the Wi-Fi, like. Oh, well, one day there was a fucking classroom and a bunch of students decided to congregate there to study for an exam. This mm-hmm. classroom has never had more than 40 people in it. And all of a sudden there's 100 on an access point that's normally not handling that kind of traffic. Like mm-hmm. these things happen and you notice congestion. It's mm-hmm. very rare that it just stops altogether. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Give me a sec. The cat's sure. reaching under the door and crying because she wants to come in. <laughs> you can keep talking. Not the cat in the closet with you. The cat is furry. ruining the show. Well, she's just being real cute. <laughs> Okay. Jathan, are you, are you taking care of the problem, Jathan? Come here, kid. Scrap that pussy to your lap and let's keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow, hey. that is a loud cat. 
I did not keep that in. That is such a loud cat. Okay, right, so as Jathan hinted at, wireless is especially sensitive to this because you have a limited amount of radio traffic that the, the radio chips, the radio antennas can transmit and receive at any given moment, right? Yes. Right. So, I mean, there are some tricks you can do it, like reduce, uh, yeah, reducing MTU size might help with that a little bit. But generally speaking, QoS would be done after the radio. It would be done at, at the network layer, the backbone layer, I should say, rather than the physical layer. Although I guess in the OSI, that's it would happen at a higher level than a lower level because the the network level is higher than the phys the the phi level on the OSI. Whatever. Right. Point being, is that is that cat purring? Oh yeah, it's super loud, Jathan. We can definitely hear it. Well, I will ask her to stop. March, please stop. <laughs> wait, your, your okay, cat is named Marx. Cat, wait, 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 As wait, wait. Carl Marx, the tell, communist. You're gonna tell a cat who are who are historically known for not listening to things <laughs> to stop doing no, something. No, no, they'll listen. They just won't give a shit that you want. I said done. I would ask her to stop. Uh huh. That is the most I can do. I can't obviously <laughs> pause the cat or anything. <laughs> you can pause the cat. Actually, if you pull up on the back of their the nape Jathan, of their neck, they will go they will go flat. I'm not gonna scruff the cat because she's purring. Jathan, scruff the cat. You could absolutely pause the cat by hitting Control Z. Yep, yep, Control Z. Absolutely, yes. She yes. is so happy to be on my lap right now, and you guys are just being assholes. <laughs> I'm not being an asshole. I just oh, think your is cat's this first super time you've loud. Had a pussy on your lap. Oh, she she jumped down now. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you make all pussy jump down though. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, getting back on topic. Back on topic. Guys, this wine is really pretty good. <laughs> Brent's drunk. No, I'm not drunk. Not yet. Calculator. I, I haven't said calculator yet. We're we're good so far. Now, Jathan, what's in your storage day to day? Because again, network storage, networked yeah, right. storage. I should say it's not NASs typically, but it's what's the plural of NAS? Is it NASs? NAS. NAS. Just NAS. I have five NAS. No. It's network attached it's storages. Or na- uh, we can say NAS servers or NAS devices. I would just say... I would say it's NAS. I would say NASes, even though it's probably not right. Yeah. I would say NASes. Who knows? I, we should probably just stick to like NAS devices or NAS servers, I think. because it sounds... I have five NAS devices. Because it just avoids the problem altogether. Anyways... I have five NASes servers. Right. Now... Yeah, it doesn't work. So with your NASes... Or not NAS... Networked... <laughs> Fucking way. With my storage. With your, that is connected to the internet. With your with network your attached ne- storage. No. Because I don't think I don't think you ha- do you actually storages. have any NAS Jathan? Or NAS devices or whatever? Or is it just no. networked storage? Is networked storage. Okay, okay. So with this, have you noticed any bandwidth throughput issues with this? Only on public networks that have a lot of traffic. So you- fortunately, most of my storage is on various private networks for, like, the compute cluster and stuff like that. So, like, VLANs? Yes, but okay. there are there are some people who access storage, you know, through a public network. Not, like, the internet, but more okay. like a campus-wide the, network. The, okay, because and there, that when is you where say we public run into network, some... I'm thinking internet, but that's not accurate. No, campus public versus not. Wow, that sweet red tastes like Andy. Okay, so... <laughs> 
It's a, they were kidding when they say sweet. It is the sweetest red Jesus wine. Christ. Guys, it's the sweetest red we wine. We are not on topic at I all. I have ever had. It's so, it's, I feel like I'm drinking grape juice. Like Welch's grape juice where they add sugar in and shit. Wow. Okay, anyways. Back on topic. Okay. Back on topic. Alright. Right. So on these more public... Because I don't want to say public networks, because that that makes it that makes it sound like the internet. But on these more public networks than the the privatized ones, I mean, let me put it this way. Yes, there are some networks at CU that you could you know you could be on campus, connect to the guest network, sign an agreement, or you know check a box, sure, and you could access very limited, but some of our storage. Okay, so on those networks, on those on that storage, you typically see issues in what downloads or uploads. Downloads, I would guess. Relative to the box or the user? To the network. From the storage or to the storage, though? Like, are you talking about Well, that would be download data? or upload, wouldn't it? Well, no, I... because I'm saying <laughs> if you're talking about it relative to the server, it'd be, you know, if you're downloading the data, the server is uploading it. Jathan, we always talk about download versus upload in relation to the client. That's what we always do. But I didn't know if you were asking specifically about... I think the cat just took something that's not hers. Oh my gosh. This, <laughs> oh this my show God. has gone off the rails. <laughs> Guys, Mark, this, is why I don't, this is why I don't drink for this show. This is a crazy fucking train right here. Okay, so relative the to the client, I think we notice things on upload. Okay. 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 That's interesting because I, I would think the client would be able to use less of the throughput you have available than a download would. Uh, our networks are all pretty goddamn fast. Okay. So Well, no, no, honestly, I'm saying it's it's still limited by the well, I guess that would affect download and upload. I was gonna say it's still limited by the Nick or WLAN card W Nick or whatever you want to call it. The wireless Nick in the client machine. WLAN, I like that term better than Yeah, I do too. But it's it's still limited by the hardware of the client machine, which is probably like consumer grade typically. You know, you're not, you probably don't see a whole lot of even 802.11ac in there. And that's years old at this point. So, I don't know. I, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Where were you going with this? Well, I was trying to figure out where you could apply the QoS. But I think that in that case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in that case, it is not that you would or would need to. I I feel like that's OIT's job anyways, right? Your on-campus IT? Probably. Yeah. But so not that you would or could, but now I could as apply, a game. you know, on an individual machine for upload and download. Oh sure, sure, yeah. But you can't but, do that from the on the network level. Right. You can't do not that from the, the switch or right. well, uh, some of them, yeah. Because yeah. you know that's again, it's the same thing: the internal versus you know public network. Right. Right. Like I have entire my entire data center, for example, yeah. is a network me... that more or less belongs to me. Sure. Like, yeah, but me... most people are not interacting clients. Users are not interacting with it through the data center. Oh, uh, yeah, let, let me rephrase that. On the switch, you will not tell the client, you will not be able to tell the client to rate limit or apply quality of service itself. That is correct. There we go. Yeah, that was better. It's not like you could just pass the DHCP option saying like, yo, rate limit yourself to this many bits per second. Although that would be fucking baller if clients baller. respected that, but. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool because that could offload a lot of the processing from the switches and shapers and balancers off to the client. But whatever. Yeah, so for your work network, for these public networks, tends to be slower on the upload. You know what? That is weird, though, come to think. 
the more I think about it, the weirder it gets. Because it should be the same up and down because it's it's not an ISP. They're not, it's not artificially throttled, right? <laughs> Can we just talk about real fast yeah. about how ISPs are returning fucking caps back now that the uh, sequestering is out? Is out? Hmm. Dicks. I didn't know that, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're threatening to turn the caps back on. Most high speed i residential ISPs, consumer ISPs, are asymmetrical, meaning the download is usually faster than the upload. Which makes no sense, though. No, it, it doesn't. Well, it kind of can. No, no, no. no it no, does. No. It makes it no sense. No, 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 it does. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, so you've got, right. you need, Go you've got junction boxes, for instance, in, like, files, right? It still has to hit to the pop, but usually have junction boxes where it splits into the houses. Now, in this case, you've only got a limited amount of bandwidth that you can pass through that junction. And most people okay. are looking to download data. Right. Exactly. Like streaming. Exactly. So you want the streamers to have a good or bad experience or the one person uploading a fucking video. Right. And that's, I want everyone to have a good experience that's regardless. physically impossible. That breaks physics, Faden. You have to choose. I know. I was just being arbitrary. Okay. Okay. Now, granted, they're probably usually a little bit over-enthusiastic, we'll say, about it. Oh, yeah. And it should be perhaps more dynamic. You know, it should scale rather than be a fixed value system but that is like i can see the justification in why it's actually done in the first place the business justification sure sure well even even the network administration concept it's not just business right but it's it's more so you do have to find some way of prioritizing and are you going to prioritize it for the good of the people quote unquote or for the good of this one guy trying to upload his video to youtube so if I was running that network, I would say, yeah, I, I would probably run it for the benefit of... The, because also, usually, uploads are not time-sensitive. Sometimes they can be if it's, like, under extenuating circumstances, but it's not like you're trying... You don't browse in upload mode. You browse in download mode. So you send a couple bytes... Are, yep. My uploads are, are time-sensitive because I have to beat Jathan on my uploads. That is... But it, sounds like, <laughs> it sounds like that's not an issue because he can't upload because he has QS. Right. <laughs> Right. that's one way of looking at it but like going back <laughs> to that like the general theory is that you want your downloads to be at a faster speed than uploads now i think the linux kernel specifically and this is where we get a little bit back to queuing i think it queues uploads faster because they're done less often that's interesting so i, th- I think that's why that happens and the theory there is it eventually balances out but that the risk of like yeah so the general idea is when you're uploading typically on a client end which is weird because linux is co- more commonly a server distro uh, a service os rather but whatever yeah you want your uploads to complete sooner so you, you can get back to faster downloads right so that's that's a general theory there so that is why i think they are prioritized on the end user experience side which is different from the isp because you know there's a big difference in in theory between trying to manage multiple routes, multiple, you know, endpoints between a client and whatever versus you being the client and trying to manage all of the other connections for that one machine. Is that making sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. Just to just make sure we're on. One's like a, I mean, not literally because hubs are ancient, but one is a, a hub sort of idea, like a train station. One is a train, you know, that would probably be a better way of looking at that. Like one is a train station. The other is a train. And the train wants to get, you know, wants to apply a certain speed profile to where it's going or where it's coming from. 
And that is going to be different than the hub, the train station. Choo-choo. Sure. So, you know, they do have conflicting ideologies and priorities, but the idea is, you know, they should sort of complement each other and each should, should manage their own relative, relevant connections, I guess we can say. So I think that might be why the Linux kernel prioritizes uploads over downloads. And that was a really long, drawn-out explanation, but I think we arrived there. No pun intended with the trains. But, so Jathan, does that make sense as to why you might be having issues? It makes sense. It doesn't fix my issue. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so what you want to do, and we can research it together after the show, maybe, unless... Yeah, we can, we can do a little bit of research after the show. You know, mostly, so what I'm what, hoping to get out of this, and yes. not just for us, but for the people listening along, is... Because we do this for the people. Right. So what is a good sort of QoS policy? What are things we should be thinking of? QoS or queuing? No, QoS. QoS. Okay, we'll stick to QoS. I did mention that tonight. You know, for everyday use. Like, what can we do to make sure everyone has a good time on our network? So this, actually, this is where you do actually start to run into differences between a home, quote-unquote, home network versus a professional network, a business network, right? Right. Home, you're probably not running SIP. So you can rule that out. You don't need to worry about QoS for SIP. Right. I mean, now you might because you've got like, you know, some people might have SIP phones at their house because of the whole COVID thing. But typically, that's not what's happening. Right. For homes, I would probably prioritize web traffic. Okay. And how is that determined by your router? How does it know that a request is a web request versus something else? So you can do deep deep packet inspection, but that's going to fucking kill your throughput. Exactly. Yep. Or you could just use the most common ports, you know, like 80 and okay, 443. So, yeah, so traffic going... And maybe maybe 8080, maybe 8443, but right. probably don't need those. Got it. So is there a mechanism in something like TC to do that and say... I think so. Or do it you have be. to define all of those kind of policies, if you will? Oh, you mean if there's like preset like Yeah, like is there a command sets. I could run that says, I know you already know about this, like, oh, prioritize web traffic. I, is there a command to run to do that? Or do I have to specify like... There's probably like wrapper projects around TC right. that use like TC as, as like a deep backend kind of thing. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's cooked into TC. And TC I think, is pretty agnostic about that. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're not going to talk about that now, maybe in a follow-up episode of whatever we find. But that's mm. kind of what I'm looking for. Like, what's a reasonable way for me to implement this without having to know everything there is to know about TC and without having to look oh, up right. all the common ports for every kind of traffic ever? Like, obviously, web, I know what the hell they are. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you don't want to fucking throttle, like, DNS requests in any way, because that'd be stupid. Unless you want to throttle uh, external DNS requests and give right. priority to local DNS to requests local, yeah. to a local cached resolve, caching resolver. Yeah. That would actually be a pretty smart way of doing that. Yeah, but if, I mean, I think by default DNS mask would do that. Mm. It doesn't apply the QoS shit to it, no. No, but it's always going to return the fastest result, which is mostly going to be itself. Well... More accurately, it's going to re- return the record if it has it in its cache. Yes, and if not, and it will return control... the fastest one from several resolvers if you tell it to. Sure. Maybe. I don't know if it rotates or if it actually tries to find the, the fastest one. It's a setting. It doesn't... By default, I think it goes in order. Uh-huh. But there's a setting, and I have it enabled. I haven't noticed a difference you know, with or without it, but there is a well, setting that says I mean, just return the We're talking milliseconds. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. Okay. Okay. So that... I guess at that point it it queries all of your 
upstream resolvers at once and it just returns the first one it gets back. Right. That's the only way I can think of where it would actually be quote unquote the fastest. Yeah, no, that's because it, it does. doesn't know. And you can it doesn't you know how the fast log, the query. Right. After you set that, you can see, like for every oh, you can request, see request, all of them. That's right. Okay. I mean, that's a lot of traffic though. For it every is. DNS request, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I turned it on just to see what the hell it did and see how it worked and stuff. I never turned it and back on. And then you're off. like, fuck no, yeah. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you did. Well, I mean, it has a valid use case. Mm-hmm. but No, because by default, it does go in order. So if the first resolver in yeah. your list is still working, but it's very slow, mm-hmm. you're going to notice that. Right, yeah. For yeah, a non-cache is... result, anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. That's, right, right. that's a good point. But yeah, so going back to the quality of service idea, you could sort of enhance that behavior further by making already cached records return much more quickly. And really, since so much of your network and so many of your devices use DNS, you will see a difference if you optimize your DNS request Yeah, for your network. So that is definitely something you could do where you will see a difference. Now, it may be a small difference, but it's enough of a difference to notice it by the human eye. And that's important. Right. Yeah. In, in terms of like processing speed, that is a huge difference, you know, because it's all relative. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Jathan just pasted the directive, all servers, all hyphen servers for a DNS mask. So that is the reply from the server, which answers first will be returned to the original requester. Yeah. So that's ex- exactly what I thought it was. Cool. Now, we talked about SIP, and it's probably not common for a home network. And Jathan, you're asking about things. Most I think SIP residential is kind of users. A, SIP is kind of a of a fucking wonky shit anyway because it is. Yeah, it's probably not a good example. Like, yeah, I mean, like you can well, say it's, it's usually I use it as an SIP, example. But, yeah. A better example, right, yeah. that's more applicable to more people probably is like I'm uploading Damn. a video to YouTube. Well, that would just be outbound eighty four four three. Yeah, no, I, I but, understand, but I'm just right, saying right, right, right. that is an example of a problem on sure. But I think also in addition to that, especially with all the streamers these days, is well, I mean, number one, probably whatever streaming protocol it's using, and you might need to have, you know, one of your, if you're not so techie yourself, you might want to have one of your techie friends do it for you, but they can do a packet dump and see exactly what protocol your streaming system is using. So Twitch TV, for instance, I, I'm not 100% certain, but I, I think it might use, oh, fuck, what's it called? WebSockets, maybe? But, you know, they'll be able to see what port and what protocol TCP or UDP it's using. And from there, that is a jumping off platform because that is streaming is a very upload heavy thing. And because most ISPs are not optimized for upload, you can conserve more of that by reducing your local network's download speed by clocking that down a little. And that'll at least give you the local throughput to make maximum usage of your ISP's throughput for outbound. So that will help you with streaming. Again, I mean, we're talking about shaving milliseconds off, probably, unless you're a very network-heavy household. Right. Yeah. But... Like mine. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. But it can make the difference if you're like a streamer house or some shit. Yeah. Why do I know about this shit? I'm in my mid-30s. Anyways. (laughs) And the other uh, related to streaming, right? Twitch streaming, specifically, is gaming. Mm-hmm. gaming is it can be i mean it's gotten way better over the years because now they implement things like compression and other things like that but it's it's still a very network heavy traffic right right so that would be a, another good use for prioritizing via qos now again the way you prioritize in qos is you downgrade everything else essentially 
because you can't make your network faster by software. <laughs> you know, you know, you're limited by maybe the speed in 2021. No, it breaks physics, Jathan. That's not totally true, though. No, there is a limit on how fast your network can go. That's true. There's a hard limit based on your hardware and your uplink. Yes, no, I agree with that. I just want to point out there are ways you can make things appear faster, for example, by using something like compression, right? Yeah, yeah. And QoS. And QoS. Yeah, yeah. I think that's less about making something appear faster, though, and more about making it appear uniform. Mm, with QoS? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the situation you're facing and what, that you're trying so, to solve with QoS. So there's a... The, actually, that... I'm glad you said that. That is a good distinction. Because... How do we, how do we define faster? Is it a faster throughput? Right. Is no. It a, is it here's, a here's, faster here's, completion to send a packet? I think it's the most consistent result. Or just a okay. reasonable expectation, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can see what you're saying. So, yeah, like, yeah. it's not necessarily the network is always going to be the fastest, but it's not going to be allowed to be slower than X, as that best is, as we can manage it. Yes, yes, that is a good way of branding that. Yeah, that is that is a really good way of framing that, actually. So that's a good example. You know, if, if gaming is really important to you, and you have nothing else to care about on your network, or if you're, like, I don't know, uploading a YouTube video of your Let's Play, why am I focusing so much on this for this I don't know, man. explanation? You're, I don't know, man. I'm trying He's to... going to be a streamer in his next life. <laughs> no, I'm not. Fuck that. I'm trying to connect with the kids, with the youth. The kids, the kids. Nobody listens to us who's under youths. 65. <laughs> uh, probably not. Probably Maybe 45, not. actually. But, yeah. Point being, like, this is still good theory practice. Yeah. Because everybody knows what Let's Plays are, hopefully, by now. But, yeah, so if you want to upload a, a YouTube video... And that doesn't, that's not as time sensitive as making sure you make that headshot or whatever. Right. You know? Right. Or your phone call goes through. Or your phone call goes through in the case of SIP. Exactly. Exactly. So in that case, you would want to prioritize the game traffic or the SIP traffic over the outbound net web traffic. It's all net traffic. Over the outbound web traffic. So that would be a, a, a good example of that. Unfortunately, I think it might be a not a not very accessible one because again, I don't know how many of our listeners game. Although judging by our Doom tweets, it gets a lot of likes. Nobody ever joins us and never asks us. Guys, we want you to play Doom with us. We will play Doom with you until the wee hours of the morning when the birds oh, are yeah. fucking chirping. We will play Doom yep. with you. Absolutely. Yeah, get back to us. Last time I we had a Doom night, I ordered kids, and ate but, an entire know. Papa John's pizza, and I was so sick. Yeah, so come play Doom with I us mean, and make Jathan sick, sick again. So, you know. yeah. yeah, yeah, make Jathan sick again. We should make that. We should make that like a a, a hashtag. Make Jathan <laughs> sick again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it, like, how would you pronounce that acronym? It'd be like me, Majissa, 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 Majissa. Wait, Jathan, Jathan, say yours again because it sounds Japanese. Majissa. Yeah, there. That sounds kind of Japanese to me. Anyway, that's what I say before I sumo your ass to the ground. <laughs> you couldn't sumo him if he let you, okay? Oh, I could true. fucking destroy Brent. No, you couldn't. No, no. We've both seen you. Brent is wiry and would like fuck you up. I'm wiry, but I'm scrappy. And also, you're kind of a bitch. So you know, whatever. Hey, we're yeah, a minute. Jeff we're an says hour the guy who can't uh, can't hold his alcohol. You know, I can hold my alcohol just fine. Thank you very much. Uh, I mean, to be fair, he drank a fuck ton. I drank a fuck ton. I might be dead if I drank as much as he did, from what I hear. So, uh, no. you know, 
let's look Jay at thought you would you wouldn't make it. Yes, I would. I let's look at every hope and the shit shows. <laughs> All right. What whatever. What the fuck? Anyways, dude? guys, I hope this is we haven't really gotten into too much details. The I, problem is it's honest, such a broad topic that it addresses is. so many potential problems or right. or I mean we we could be problems. It's mm-hmm. really hard to say like this is QoS, this is how you should use it because it's so goddamn yeah. different. Here's so, what you know, I'll say. Of ways, for me, I'll say. If you feel like you need it, probably turn it off. No. Mm-hmm. No. No. Oh, yes, absolutely. No. No, because if you, if you turn, turn it on, you don't turn know what you're doing. You're just slowing down your network artificially nope, for absolutely. no reason. Fuck that. Turn so, it on. Wait, 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 wait. So I mean, again, it a lot of it depends on what type of QoS. If it's like eight or two eleven E, which is like Mac based, where you just QoS an entire host. Or if it's like, you know, something more refined, like object-based QoS, where you're QoSing priority based on like protocol, things like that. So that, number one, that depends on, on what type of QoS you're applying. But number two, I think the guiding principle here, and this is why there's there's almost no theory on it out there that's, that's in depth, is because it, it can't be. You decide yeah. what's important right. for your network. Right. right. Exactly. And that's what it boils down to. Right. You look at your particular network segment, and you can QoS based on VLAN. So, you know, do keep that in mind as well. If now, you want to give one entire VLAN higher priority, that, that's actually a good way of doing it. If you have an entire, like, VoIP VLAN. Yeah. Now, here, you can, here's yeah. another thing that I'll say is, you know, one thing that I find particularly helpful sometimes in documentation is when somebody presents kind of a case study. Like, I was having okay. this problem with this service... This is how I diagnosed it. This is what I did to fix it. These are the results. And mm-hmm. I can't even really find somebody who did that and did that well with regards to QoS. So maybe yeah. maybe what would be good is if I use my opportunity here to fix my own network to do that. Maybe I'll, you know, sure. after the episode, when I show you what's going on, I'll take a couple of screenshots and shit and I'll put it all into a blog post. You can put it on YouTube. You can make a video and put it on YouTube. Jathan, where is your router build YouTube videos? Did you ever complete the series? No, I sent you the one of the hardware build. Yeah. I could send you one very easily. I should. I'll finish it. I keep saying it, but I'll really finish it. Good. Okay. So once you finish that, you could do a QoS. Actually, that'd be a, a good second in series kind of a it thing. It would be, absolutely. Yeah, you're right. For him to apply. This is like a Jathan Learns Networking series. Yeah. Right. Going from Jathan learns networking. Idiot's a hero in a week. <laughs> uh, Idiot's a hero. What? What? Oh, that's that sounds like a subtitle of like a like an O'Reilly book. Idiot's a hero in a week. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. O'Reilly. <laughs> yeah. So let's. Yes. Yes, Jathan. Yes, Jathan. Yeah. So unfortunately, it is. I know. I'm not Jathan. Unfortunately, it is. It's a very broad difficult. topic, and it's, yeah, it's, it's hard it's to cover. So broad. It's, it's very so broad. broad. It's it, well, you need to figure out like what system do you need to make sure it has good quality content, and then go more from there, than you know more than broad. Like it's contextual. Yeah, it's yeah, it's super subjective. Because yeah, if you're yeah. a streamer, then obviously your streaming machine needs to have a higher QoS than mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or a similar one to the gaming machine or whatever you're streaming. Yeah, like, you mm-hmm. just need to make sure that anything that's uploading you know, is there. Yeah. I mean, granted, you can also just choose to upload whenever you're not gaming, like overnight or something. Sure. Yeah, sleep, which makes well, more uh, sense. Like Twitch, Unless you're streaming. Twitch actually uploads while you're streaming, so yeah. you're yeah. kind of in the dick in there. Well, yeah, no, they... What the fuck's it called? They apply the codec, you know, they... What is the word? Transcoding. What? Transcoding, thank you. Fuck. Yeah, so they transcode it on their end while it's streaming. Yeah, while it's streaming. It's on the fly. 
so you know you're not uploading the live stream video and the transcoded file at the same time they handle that for you so that's not so much a big thing but yeah so the all in all i would say look at what the priorities of your given network or vlan or whatever is yep yeah and sort of look at the bigger picture of your network and, and see what other things are going on in that network and then prioritize thusly and then apply QoS to mesh that priority system. Right. right. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good way of doing it. Anyone else have anything to add? No, I think that's it. Cool. Peyton, did you say if you had anything? No. Cool. All right, I'm Jathan, good. why don't you give a... Wait, wait, wait. Jathan, if you have a... <laughs> if you're using like a WISP, like a wireless ISP, and you get 30 megabits a second down. Too goddamn slow. And you're using equal rates upload and download. Better QoS. How many bits per second is your download? 15. Great. Why don't you give us your 15 27. That Wouldn't is... it be megabits? Did you say megabits at the beginning? I said megabits. What did I say the second time? Bits. Megabits. That'd be extremely slow. Megabits. How many megabits per second? Right. Okay. 27. Yeah, okay. 15 is, is right. So this is 85. going to probably be a fairly quick one mm-hmm. but i wanted to talk about so i looked in our show notes we have only mentioned etherpad one time that, that it appeared in show notes at least really yeah isn't that fucking nuts i feel like it would have been more yeah well maybe the website's fucked up but well i don't know about that but... it's bad qos anyway <laughs> that would not <laughs> i would have no so, bearing on i was curious people. if you guys have had any experience with etherpad first yes yeah, what? a little bit. A little bit. Where I, and in what context? And I set I went up an to, instance versus administrivia. I went a to long, Simpsons long time uh, ago. talks about Etherpad and I played with it a little bit when he's done that. Oh, were we going to use that before? We were. For, uh, we were, but I hated how it saved persistent stuff afterwards. It felt very uh-huh. unstructured, and so we switched to a wiki instead. I see. So Etherpad has actually been rewritten. It has. So there's still the original Etherpad, yep. which is written in primarily Java, I believe. Yep. But there is now also an Etherpad Lite that is oh, apparently... Oh, no, that's been around for ages, Jathan. That's what I used. Well, if you go to their website, it's what they're touting as, like, new and improved. It's Node.js-based. Oh, they rewrote it. Interesting. I, I'm just... Interesting. It used to be PHP, if I recall. So I've been considering standing up a personal instance for a couple of reasons. Jathan, this... what's, what's the point... Of a personal instance of Etherpad collaborative, collaborative writing. Yeah. Well, so it means I could share my personal instance with people. So right now I have a mm. friend who mm-hmm. he's managing a super complex website and, and data entirely within a Google Sheet. What? <laughs> okay. okay. And so he approached me and he's like, hey, I started learning about SQL and I'd really like to move this stuff to a proper database. And then I want to use Python to actually display it. So, like, he has a website that's just written in HTML and CSS and shit, but then he embeds these Google Sheets that pull live from his sheets on the back end to actually display this complex data. Uh-huh. So I've been working through this with him, which is really cool because I'm learning a little bit to, you know, like, I have to learn enough about it to solidify my understanding before I sure. walk through the next step with him. Sure. But also, you know, we've been sharing a lot of notes back and forth, and we just have, like, a Google Sheet at this point, and that's fine. But, like, he kind of has some concerns, like... If Google got compromised tomorrow, I don't really want these notes to get out to other people. And I understand that sentiment. Quite frankly, if Google gets compromised tomorrow, the world's going to fucking burn, I think. So he doesn't really have a whole lot to worry about. But I see his... I I understand his concerns. I agree. 
But so my question is, what is the merit in having something? Like if I had my own Etherpad, yes, I could use it for myself. That's kind of one thing is it's a nice location that could have, you know, like I could just keep a running to-do list or something that I could easily share out with other people. I could keep a grocery list that I could share with, you know, my girlfriend. You you could do that with like a wiki or some shit. Yeah, sure. Shit, a text file via Nginx or something. Sure. Even a text file via like Netcat or something. But like, yeah, I get what you're saying. But it's not easy enough to use for everyone. Sure. That kind of solution. So I wanted to talk about, like, what is the merit of the potential for a personal Etherpad instance? I wanted to talk about what your experience has been with Etherpad. What did really kind of impress me is the new, the Etherpad Lite, they provide actually a benchmarking tool. So you set it up and you Mm. run it, and they say you could probably have this many notebooks with this many shared users on this server. Interesting. Which Mm -hmm. is pretty cool, because if you're trying to plan for a certain you know, event mm-hmm. where you're going to be sharing notebooks via Etherpad or something like that, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my real question, though, is let's say I do that and I want to support Etherpad with a database. At what point in your personal infrastructure do you decide I'm going to have a dedicated MySQL box? Like, would I benefit from moving my MySQL server that my web host uses to its own server Mm-hmm. downsizing the web host, and then having Etherpad that's backed by an external MySQL database. By the way, did you know the Java version of Etherpad? Like, Etherpad. Ether, yeah. The fucking wine is, is getting this is, this is, I know, because I haven't, I haven't had anything to drink in a long time. Did you know that the original Ether, like Etherpad, not Etherpad Lite, Java version, is owned by Google? No. no. Yeah, it was acquisitioned in 2008, 2009. And on in two thousand late two thousand nine, they released it under the Apache license. Huh. Good Thanks, enough, Google. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, sorry, that was just an interesting aside. Yeah, so it's two part question. I wanted to talk about Etherpad. I wanted to talk about anybody's personal experience with it because I haven't actually had any. But I also wanted to talk about personal infrastructure scaping, if you will. Mm. Like, do I need a dedicated database server to support things on my personal infra? Sorry, ask the question again. God damn it, you suck at this. No, he doesn't. That was a <laughs> no, weird you, question. You were rambling all over the place. I just want right to Right now, yes. My web server that yeah. runs jfan.io, right? Mm-hmm. Has a MySQL server running, MariaDB. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Etherpad also needs MariaDB. Sure. Or at MySQL, point, I'm guessing. Yes, right. At this point, do I stand up a Linode just for MySQL, downsize the web host Linode, and then stand up a third Linode just for Etherpad and start doing remote access to databases? Okay, so you're asking if... I feel like we've talked about this before in one of your... We have talked about it, but it's more of like, for a personal infra question, how would you make the distinction? If I was in production, I would have already fucking done it. (sighs) Sure. Or if it was intended to be full-time public, I guess. Right. What you mean by production? Because even personal infra has a production and test slash development, you know? Yeah, well, and it's about the value to you at any point in time. Sure, sure. Same thing like my Vault mm. server, for example. I'm using a file backend. I could pretty easily start using MySQL, and that could be on that server, too. I don't know if you can convert a backend, though, so I might have to start no, from I scratch. No, I wouldn't. I would, I would yeah. start from scratch. Okay. That's okay. I, by the way, remind me, I do, if I recall, I have an exporter and importer in Python for Vault, but I have it somewhere. I have no idea where I put it. I'd have to look for it. For personal infra, I would say when it gets to the point where it is more... Fiscal, it makes more fiscal sense to split the services as opposed to just upgrading the server or the VPS right. in instance. In this instance, right? I so, see. like, you can if you don't have a lot of MySQL heavy stuff, uh-huh. 
it might make sense to have like a a two buck fifty or whatever, like the nanode, whatever the cheap one is, right? And use that just for my sequel. So I guess ultimately the question comes down to: Is it cheaper in terms of like time, money, and resources to run this database server? Is essentially what you're asking. This database service, I should say, I should clarify, on its own server, and at that point you can determine which size. Or would you benefit more from the shared larger resource of like just upgrading that VPS? Or in the real world, upgrading the hardware? Or moving to a, a more beefy server, you know? So I ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And I personally am a fan, especially in prod, of splitting out based on role. In personal infra, I don't think it's as quite as important. But sure, like, do it where it makes sense. I'm not... I'm not against it in any way, shape, or form. And if you can afford to go that route, absolutely go for it. It's still the superior option. It's always going to be. But I don't think it's quite as important as in prod or widely publicly available services. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. And, you know, the other part of it is, actually, now that I think of it, even my mail server has MySQL running. Do you use virtual aliases? Yes. Oh, that's why. So, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, that's literally three of my Linodes Mm. that could all probably be downsized if I removed MySQL from them. So, the benefit there, specifically in Linode's case, is on that LAN, it's a 40 gigabits per second connection. Great. You know, it's assuming they're all in the the same data center location, right? Assuming they're all in the same data center. They don't need to be in the same rack, but as long as they're all in the same data center, you benefit from a 40 gigabit connection, which is great. That's going to be fantastic for database transactions. That's nice and fast. Your data processing is probably going to be the bottleneck in that case. But, big but coming, right? But no, uh, there's a couple things you want to consider. Number one, right. you will absolutely want to implement SSL TLS tunneling for your MySQL. Right. So but that TLS is kind of like a baked-in feature, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong. I've actually never done it. It is a pain in the ass. I can find you some docs. I can even link them, link to them in the show notes. But it's a pain in the ass, but it is natively supported. Right. It will require a... If you, you're using Let's Encrypt, right? Yeah. It will require a post-renewal hook, but not a big deal. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I already use those in other places anyway, right. like the mail server. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, not a big deal, but just keep in mind. The other thing to keep in mind is, aside from encryption... You will see, you will need to consider, since you're combining all of these databases into one database server, assuming you go that route, right? That is That will drive up your CPU usage. Right. And memory usage. Is but so I bet so it could still run on a nanode. That all depends on, the, on like the queries per second, what those queries are, so right. on and so forth. How many joins Which is variable doing. because you have multiple services now. Sure. Right. So I would take the time, run, oh, what the fuck's it called? I think... MySQL top, mtop, something like that. There's basically a top for MySQL queries, right? Yeah. Run it on each of your servers and get an idea of how much of a load that's going to be. So then you will know if a nanode or if you need something higher to handle that, right? Got it. Yeah. So I would start with that and that'll give you a good idea. And that way, like web traffic by itself, especially if you're using Engine X, as you should be, as you probably are, very, very minimal footprint right? PHP FPM, which is, you know, 
the default and recommended PHP backend yeah, process manager. Index. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is going to be again pretty minimal. You can tune it really well. So if right. if you really need to, you can dig well, deep into that shit. Yeah, the features it's very similar to UWSGI in some of its feature sets. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's a good way of looking at it. But the kind of other end of that is you need to be careful because, again, you're introducing this additional layer of complexity. Right. right. And you need to remember to update all your web apps. I would honestly, I would just stop after you get it all set up. I would just stop my SQL D or assuming it's alias or MariaDB or whatever the service is named on each of the servers just to be 100% certain that you're using that centralized database server. Right. The downside of that is you have to go through and see what breaks to to really make sure. But yeah, I would just do that. And additionally, you don't need that taking up the memory anyways, right? right. Because you, you right. have a database server. So do that. Obviously, system CTL disable. You can even uninstall it at that point. And Are you whistling the, in the background, Jadon? Some I think no. he's whistling through his nose. I hear it, but I, I think that's just him breathing. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was such a gross sound. It could be. Christ. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think you're whistling through your nose. Do you have a deviated septum, Jathan? No, but I have a giant fucking nose. He's just a deviant in general. <laughs> that's, that's true. You have a you giant have fucking a giant honker. That's correct. It's a big old honker. Right. But getting back on topic. Yeah, so do, do all those things. And you will also, of course, what, fuck, I forget what I was going to say now because we got distracted by Jathan's whistling nose. <laughs> nope, it's gone. It's gone now. Tagummit. Whatever. Stupid nose, Jathan. But anyways, you know, take the time and do your research and find out exactly what is using how much. And that'll give you an idea for scaling, like how big you need that database server to be. Right. Right. Oh, but going back to what I was going to touch upon, like back when I started talking about Nginx, because then you don't need to worry about that database. You could probably scale those down even. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Is like, yeah. will the cost of the database server, well, that allow me to downsize everything else, and I'll actually right. come out, you know, breaking even or ahead, have and, better service isolation. Right. Yeah. Now well, the downside of that good. is, yeah, you know, if my MySQL server goes down, all of a sudden I lose my email everything. On my website. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is down. Yeah. Oh, I just looked it up. It is MTOP, not MySQL top. MTOP. Uh, but MTOP. That's M is in Mary, not N is in Nancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike top. And to top is something totally different. Right. But I know. Right, right, right. AIX. Anyway. Right. <laughs> well, there's a, 25 there's minutes a, in the raw, by the way. Yeah, that's right. There's a Linux it'll port be a, of... It'll be a short one. <laughs> there's a Linux port of NTOP, by the way. Correct. I told you about that. Right. Well, no, I, I we've been using it at work for a while now. Yeah, I used to package you told it, me about it for Arch. Pretty sure oh, I told you it. Pretty sure I told you about it. You mentioned it, but I've been using it for work. Know, even before that, time. yeah. I'm okay. trying to make us longer. Fair know, enough. Oh, you are. You're trying to drag it out. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. So, Jathan. So that's again, that, like that's why you want to profile the usage with things like MTOP, so you can get an idea of the. Basically, you're doing a cost analysis at right, the end right, of the day. Right, right. So, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there's there's any. I don't know. Like to answer your original question. A lot of it comes down to cost, you know, like time, money, and resource, and that's it. Which is pretty like, much everything in IT anyway. True. Yeah, that is that is true. So, you know, like there's nothing wrong with it, and, and I would encourage splitting off into personal, into separate servers for personal infra where it makes sense. Yeah. And especially from a cost-benefit analysis perspective. So, yeah, yeah. that's my answer to that. Okay. Okay. This has gone on way too long. Way too long. 
Been a good I'm episode, definitely though. tipsy. This is one of my favorites, though, honestly. Like, this has just been yeah. a good conversation. Well, yeah, we, it's, had, it's... we haven't had a good rambling <laughs> discussion in a while, which is, I think is good. That's true. Yeah, we just kind of flowing through without really getting anywhere specific. Yeah. If you guys like this, please let us know. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. If I you, just kicked my laptop. If you, don't oh, fucking do that. Thank God it's got a flash in there. Otherwise, you'd probably wreck the hard drive. Speaking of cost analysis, Jathan, it's usually easier <laughs> on your budget if you do not kick laptops. Nope, shit happens. Do not <laughs> kick the laptop. <laughs> do you have a specific like amount in your budget earmarked for kicking laptops? I accidentally rolled my chair on, onto a monitor one time. Ooh. So mad. Yeah, how do you do that? It was, yeah, I was going to say next to me. It was next to my my desk on the floor, and uh-huh. I scooted forward. And when I scooted forward, one of the wheels like spun, and it just went uh... right into the corner of the monitor. And I was so mad. So it was like an it was like an uneven floor, so the the wheel wasn't even and making contact. And actually, something like that. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that sucks. All right, do you guys have anything else to add for this episode? No. Uh, Payton. So listen, can we just stop it? <laughs> you just want to make it longer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. This this does... I think the curse might be back, you guys. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll trim enough. a lot of this junk out. It's fine. Well, edit a will. We won't... <laughs> we might not. We, that, as in the podcast... You. The team. Will, yes, correct. The team will. That's it. Yeah. I'm nothing without Edita. Oh, that's true. Edita is She's, the best. She works her butt off for us. Roll. Okay, so I think that's been Tessa Ministrivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. I'm Pete. See you around.